if you're going to do it, you know, get your ducks in a row before you do it and stick with them. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, don't try to live on a shoestring. Regular Overdrive Radio listeners will well recognize there the voice of our owner-operator of the year, Glenn Horak, Elkland, Missouri. But a simple piece of advice for those who have ventured into trucking as an owner-operator. In this part two of our talk with Horak, we'll hear a great deal more from him about just what he means in that regard. Coming off a good two years for freight, speaking late in the month of June, Horak noted the cyclical nature of the trucking business. At least once every ten years there's going to be a downtick best to be prepared for that. Always. No matter what the current situation looks like. I'm Todd Dills, your host as usual for this edition of Overdrive Radio for September 2, 2022, just ahead of the annual Labor Day holiday. Horak, in a team operation with his wife and now longtime business partner, Carla, is looking forward, no doubt, to enjoying some time at home with family and friends with the big Sam Biggs Memorial Bike Show and Poker Run. A benefit to research into childhood cancers like the one that took the life of a close associate's seven-year-old cousin and inspired the annual event nine years ago now. It's a big family and community affair today, that's sure. We all pretty much do everything. We organize it. We, you know, we work it. We participate in it. We'll hear more about the value owner-operator Horak gleans from his now more than three-decade relationship with his leasing partner in Prime Incorporated. When you got a big company behind you, it's a lot easier to get stuff done. Right. As far as repairs, and, you know, I can go into uh, you know a dealership as a single operator. They don't care when they get to me. First, though. We'll dive into Horak's very early days, just starting out after his time serving in the Marines with Charles Litteris Three Truck C&T Trucking. We'll jump in, that is, right after this word from the brand new sponsor for Overdrive Radio. Here we go. Howes is a proud sponsor of the Overdrive Radio podcast with Todd Dills. For over 100 years, House has been making quality lubricants and additives to help drivers get the most out of their vehicles. Providing protection, prevention, and beyond, all House products are safe to use, alcohol-free, and guaranteed to always perform. With the nation's top diesel additives like Diesel Treat, Diesel Lifeline, and Diesel Defender, plus superior lubricating oils like House Multipurpose, House products are the ones you need. Learn about them all at houseproducts.com. It's House, H-O-W-E-S, houseproducts.com. A big thanks for their support in making this happen. So just who was owner-operator Glenn Horak growing up? Was he the kind of kid who knew from a very young age that he was headed into a Class 8 over the road? Not really. I really had no desire drive a truck. I mean, I always like driving, you know, big vehicles and everything. Right. I was driving a trash truck when I got out of the military. And a buddy of mine was running a trucking company. And I needed a job. I went over and basically, I made three trips around the parking lot and backed into three different doors and been on my own ever since. 
<laughs> right. Who is the your friend with the truck company? What was his name? Uh, it was Charles Litterist. He had three trucks of his own, and he was running a trucking company for somebody else where, where he had his trucks leased on it. Okay. That was KPH Transportation. They've been out of business for years. His, okay. his company was CNT Trucking. And so you, you started in a, a, one of his three trucks there? 1976 International Cab Over. <laughs> I worked for him. For, well, we, we were leased to four or five different companies when I worked for him. Like I said, I drove a cab over and I drove, drove for him for like two years and then I went to work for KLM out of Mississippi. Right. And I drove I drove for them for almost six years. What, what made you, where, where'd you get the, where'd you purchase your first truck or lease first truck? I, it was, was in 1992 from Prime. Okay. I... I talked to a couple of prime drivers at truck stop one day when we were sitting there and they were telling me, you know, how things worked over there with their lease and purchase and stuff. And I was young. Well, sounds like you can make a lot better money there than I came here, so I'll give it a shot. And been at it ever since. When you got a big company behind you, that's a lot easier to get stuff done. Right. As far as repairs, and, you know, I can go into uh, you know a dealership as a single operator. They don't care when they get to me. You get somebody that brings them, you know, twenty, thirty trucks a week or you know a month. They're a little more cooperative, and I have never had any desire to have more than one truck Be- because it. Nobody takes care of your equipment like you take care of your equipment. I've seen so many people. Because I, my philosophy is if you own, you can either own one truck or 10 trucks and be profitable. Anything in between is going to be tough. You only got three or four trucks. If one of them breaks down, then you got three trucks paying for four. Two of them break down, you got two trucks paying for four. And it just, and I have made awesome money from it. I mean, I've had to bust my butt to do it, but I, it's, they've always had to pray for me to do it. When I went to work for KLM, I thought I'd found a home forever. But after about five years, things kind of went to the toilet there and just, I was making less money after five years than I was making the first year I worked there. And I mean, all, all my working career, I've always been, you know, I'm always looking for something better. You know, I came here at Prime in 92, and I left in 95, and back in 96, and I wish I'd have never left, because I've just, I know a lot of people that drive trucks. I don't know anybody that can make the kind of money, well, I mean, there's people out there that do, yeah. you know, but I mean, on a, on a large scale, as many drivers as Prime has, that drivers make the kind of money they make at Prime. We've got, I think. 1,700 company drivers and all the rest are lease operators. Got almost 9,000 drivers now. You got a huge, huge brokerage division with a lot of dedicated carriers there. Yeah. Um, yep. And there's a lot of guys over there that only got three and four trucks, but yeah. they've got the big company behind them, too. But if you're actually out on your own and three truck, boy, it's hard to make it. We get huge fuel discounts and everything else over here. I mean, a buddy of mine, 
he, he posted a receipt on there the other day. He bought fuel in California with six ninety nine a gallon at the pump. And what, what did he? And what did he pay? Uh, he probably paid right at six. With discounts like those, it's easy to see the benefits of the buying power a large company affords smaller businesses like the Horax. Those that would stake their success on the connection. Some owners out there occasionally tell me that leasing to larger companies is going the way of the dinosaur in trucking. Clearly, it's not the case as yet. Nonetheless, I asked Glenn then what he might say if he had a single piece of advice for newly minted trucking business owners coming up in this day and age. There's plenty that can be gleaned from his story alone. In part one of this two-part podcast, we detailed his diligent maintenance emergency set-aside savings strategy, for instance. We've just heard him speak to the value of partnerships that he sees with his own at Prime. Yet, when it comes to direct advice, here's what he had to say. Uh, as far as the owner-operator part is, if you're going to do it, you know, get your ducks in a row before you do it and stick with them. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, don't try to live on a shoestring. Because just one breakdown can put you out of business. You know, the biggest thing is, kind of like I do, you know, put so much aside for your uh, repairs and when bad times come. Uh, trucking there, it's an up and down thing forever. We've basically had two real good years far as freight wise because you know it got behind yep. so bad but i'd say you know at least once every 10 years there's gonna be a downtick and you don't have a lot of choices anymore you're gonna have to run newer equipment because unless you're you know doing specialized in certain states because you know for long you won't be able to take some of this old you already can't take a lot of it to california it's a tough it's a tough deal right now because I mean, at some point, fuel's going to have to change. It's probably yeah. going to be about two more years. But, but you know, if you're, you know, if you're charging the surcharge that you need to charge, I, like I said, I actually make money off surcharge. Yeah, what kind of fuel mileage um, is is uh, your surcharge based on, and what kind of fuel mileage are you getting in that five seventy nine? Uh, fuel. Our, I think Primes get their surcharge based on seven miles a gallon. I get and I get about eight point seven. That's substantial. Plus, with Prime's discounts, I mean it's different all over the country. If you watch where you buy fuel, can even make that greater too. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that true owner operators have is they don't get the discounts that the big companies get. I mean, there's you know, Loves and a few other places get some programs that they. Yeah. If you factor with them and stuff with your discounts and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to get the discount to Prime, get, I mean, I'd say most places we get a dollar a gallon off on price. There are, in fact, a variety of resources for independence relative to fuel discounts. The National Association of Small Trucking Companies Fuel Card Program is well known, and we routinely hear good things about it. There's the Mudflap app for a variety of independent stops and plenty other fuel card programs for major chains and others, like Love's program Horak mentioned. As noted, with Horak speaking in late June, as fuel continues to rise before falling some in more recent weeks in most places, Horak had this to say about his own discounts. But it seems right now that uh, the actual discount is shrinking, though. They send us a message every day on our on our app 
letting us know what fuel's gonna do at midnight. Yeah. See? It'll go down for one or two days, and it'll go up for the next five days in a row. And it goes up much quicker, and it goes down. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you've got to laugh to keep from crying, right? Fortunately, at least, dynamics changed for fuel in the intervening weeks. The diesel prices certainly remained, no doubt, elevated. Above $5 per gallon in a national average in the most recent week. The latest hike came alongside the big fire at BP's big Chicago area refinery that shut it down temporarily. Let's hope those supplies get back rolling to normal levels quickly. When I talked with Glenn's co-owner operator and wife, Carla, for the first part of this podcast, at least last week, she mentioned a real acumen for cooking in the truck, something that's helped the pair run an even leaner operation in more ways than one. Carla's cooking methods and recipes are diverse, though her in-cab cooking equipment is just a single, quite versatile piece that Glenn describes here. She's got a rice cooker and she can cook anything needs to cook right in that. She uh, can, you know, she can fry, she can boil, she can, you know, just about anything she needs to do in that. We had an Instapot on the truck, but it was so big that it just got in the way. One of the drawbacks of, of trucks is refrigerator space. You know, when, if you're running hard, you don't have time to go to the grocery store every day. It can be it can be difficult to scout out where where you can get into a good grocery store, right? Yes, it can. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's more and more places out there that don't allow trucks on their parking lots. Yeah. And the bad bad part of it is our wonderful drivers have done it to ourselves. They go in and trash the place, you know, throw their trash out the window. And it's only, you know, it's probably only 5% of the truckers out here that are like that. That's the 5% that shows up. Plus with the thefts that are going on out here now, you know, it used to be but you could drop your trailer at the truck stop, bob tail over to, you know, and get whatever you needed. Well, nowadays, you drop your trailer truck stop, you might come back and it's not going to be there. The CargoNet cargo theft recording firm just this week alerted members and folks in the trucking media, too, to be watchful this weekend, the Labor Day holiday upcoming. A time when extended down periods for many drivers can mean more trucks sitting idle in a variety of places. They noted historically that thefts recorded the Friday before Labor Day and the Tuesday after were the most common over the last five years. In a full 20% of those theft events, the truck or trailer was last known to be left secure on Friday, and almost a third of all theft complaints were then reported on the Tuesday after Labor Day. CargoNet also reported a troubling trend not related to cargo at all, but to the guts of trucks and tractors' computer systems. Thieves across the country have been targeting the quite expensive and hard-to-find truck electronic control modules. They expected a spike in such activity this Labor Day weekend, too, so be advised. The rise in cargo and equipment theft through the decades has been a detriment to Horak's full enjoyment of the road in other ways, too. As he notes, and as his wife and partner in the business noted in part one of this podcast, it's a limited opportunity to enjoy the various sites around the country the pair might otherwise have visited. Regular listeners will recall that Glenn sold Carla on trucking with a CDL herself in part on their ability to see the country together. Which that's one of the biggest things I miss about the way the trucking has changed. Like she was saying earlier, you know, I, I went and visited a lot of tourist-style stuff when I was running by myself because you could do that. You could drop your trailer and then do a bobtail where you can't do it anymore. 
Perhaps as a result, Horax have been making their time at home in Elkland, Missouri, making it count for more. A big part of that for Glenn for the last nine years has been the Sam Biggs Memorial Bike Show and Poker Run, a benefit for research into childhood cancers named after a young cousin of a fellow Prime owner-operator and fellow owner-operator of the year, as you'll hear. The ninth annual Sam Biggs event is fast approaching, too, set for next weekend after Labor Day is done this year and launching from an American Legion location in Springfield, Missouri, with a separate event in Illinois as well. Yeah, the one in Missouri is the week after Labor Day, and then the one we have another one up in Illinois the following yep. weekend. We've been did... we've been playing with that for years because the first three or four years we had it the first like the second week of August. Okay. And we got rain and rain and rain every year. Kind of moving around trying to find a sweet spot and it seems like eh, beginning of September usually works out pretty good for us. Before the big snowstorms and and after the summer rains. How did that? How did that Sam Biggs run uh, get started, and and how much are you uh, involved with it still? In terms of uh, I'm still involved with it just as much as ever, if not more. But okay. uh, a buddy of mine that I've known for years, he drives for Prime too, but his uh, cousins—I'm not sure his first or second cousin—but his their son died at seven years old of childhood uh, cancer. And uh, actually, Thomas's daughter, they were 12. She was 12 and her friend was 12. And they they used to go on, go on rides with their dads on the bike. Okay. And they just come up with the idea, well, you know, we're going for this ride. Why don't we try to raise some money for, you know, yeah. research or whatever. And that's how it started. They uh, started with first year in Springfield, it was just basically a, a ride yeah. um, people don't, and people donated and then we changed it into bike show and poker run and it, it's grown every year we moved locations this year we used to do it in a parking lot of a bar and we've outgrown that so now we're doing it there's an American Legion post there in town that we're, we're using this year Glenn Horak's partner on the Benefit Bike Show and Poker Run is fellow owner-operator Thomas Miller. As noted, with a storied pedigree himself, in 2015 he won the Owner-Operator of the Year Award in Overdrive and TCA's joint program. The Sam Biggs event is more than just these two owner-operators' baby, though. It's a Big Ten affair from all involved, from family and friends, and the community at large. We've got probably a dozen people of our wives and friends we have friends and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean we all pretty much do everything we organize it we you know we work it we participate in it I've got a 2018 Indian okay and I've got a, and I've got a 2016 victory which one is the one that you ride the most the Indian the Indian Actually, I parked my 2000 Victory because we got rid of our house so, years ago, and we went and bought a fifth wheel, and we pretty much just stay in it, or we stay at my daughter's house, one or the other. And uh, my Indian, or my Victory, I parked in my son's garage. Well, he well he's he's got a he's got an older Honda. Well, since I parked my bike in his garage, he ain't rode his bike since. 
he might be uh, on his way to inheriting that one, as it were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably been four years since I even rode that one. But back when we were, the only reason I got two of them is back when we were doing our dedicated flowers up in Canada. I kept one in Missouri and I kept one down in Florida because we were down there a day and a half every week. Yeah, you would you would use it uh, down there when you yeah, were off. Yeah, or yep. take some downtime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right all year down there. But I'm not going to lie to anybody. I'm a fair weather motorcycle rider. I've ridden in the cold a couple times. That's not for me. Not quite sure what the forecast looks like for Springfield, Missouri next weekend. But for anyone within striking distance or hauling through, the Sam Biggs Memorial Bike Show and Poker Run is set for Saturday, September 10th. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The American Legion Post 639. That's 2660 South Scenic Avenue in Springfield. There's a big thanks to Glenn and Carla Horak for so much of their time, to Howes for making it happen as a sponsor, and to you for hanging through to the end. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd deals with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker, songwriter, and overdrive contributor Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer himself. Featuring the guitar work of Travis, the Snake Man himself, Wamek, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishamingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Mr. Andrew Marshall. Podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, and executive editor Alex Lockett.